Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. A little after 10. John Grayson here with you. Jamie Monticelli is a day off today. She'll be back with us early next week. What an incredible 20-hour period. Incredibly sad, incredibly tragic. Um... I mean, to the point where I, I honestly don't even know what to say, except for how many more times are we going to do this? How many more times are we going to go through this kind of heartache? How many times are we going to see this many families torn apart? How many more times are we going to be in this situation where we're going to see a city and an area and a metropolitan, whatever this is, go through a grieving process and the mourning of the death of a police officer and a process server over absolutely nothing. And I I don't know what to say about this. I don't know where to go with this. Um, not a good situation for a talk show host to be in, granted, but I, what can be said that hasn't been said already? And, and what can possibly be done to stop something like this from happening in the future. And I, I throw up my hands and I say, I don't know. The thing that has made this particular situation so much worse, um, you hear the term thrown around a lot where they'll talk about a, a death or a, a tragic incident like this, an incident of violence being called senseless. And it is. I mean, there's no question about that. We can get into the particulars of that, and we will. If you want in on the show, by the way, same as always, 913-586-7798. I know you have a lot to say about this. I know that, I mean, if, if you want to rage about this and get your feelings out and, and just talk to somebody about this and have your words heard as we send them all off into the universe, do it. 913-586-7798. That term senseless is one that has been used over these last 20 hours since the shooting took place yesterday, costing the lives of two people and damaging the the bodies of two more. And what we know at this point 20 hours later is that there is no sense to any of this because the apparent nature, and nobody's ever going to know for sure un unless we start hearing from the suspect in this case, who, by the way, is in the hospital at last check, with minor injuries that were sustained during the shooting, according to several news reports. Uh, what we know is man in his late 60s, 
uh, was apparently in the house alone. Nice house in Western, uh, uh, Eastern Independence, by the way. And hadn't paid taxes on the house since 2019, was in the process of being evicted. The house itself was sold off earlier. No, I was going to say earlier this month. We're now in March. It was sold off early in February. And that likely was what led to the eviction notice being served yesterday. So you figure that if taxes hadn't been paid on the house since 2019, if there was a mortgage on the house, which is more than likely, then uh, there's a there's a period of time in there where it's going to take to drain the escrow account. So we probably have a situation where a payment had been made on that house since 2018, sometime in mid-2018. So the escrow account drains, the taxes stop being paid, and things start to go into the foreclosure process. That process, by the way, in case you're looking at the calendar going, whoa, 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 2019 until now? We're talking five years? That's not unusual. In good times, and, you know, if you use the term loosely, in normal times, the process of foreclosure on a house can take a couple of years. And then you add in the fact that, well, do the math again. 2019, what happened a year later? Oh, yeah, COVID and stopped everything. And the housing market went nuts and and all that other stuff happened. But in the meantime, we have a house that nobody's paying any attention to in Eastern Independence that is in that process. And likely, whoever it was that was in that house got to stay there for at least another couple of years because everything slowed down to an absolute crawl in terms of the, the paperwork being served and, and you know it, just the courts became overwhelmed. So we all remember what happened. We remember the history of it. But this place that nobody's paying any attention to is becoming the source of some kind of stress on the person who lives there. Now, I am in no way and do not make the mistake of thinking that I'm in any way looking for some kind of justification for what happened yesterday. There is zero justification for what happened yesterday. And and the thing that just drives me absolutely insane is that what is at the center of what happened yesterday is absolute stupidity. Stupidity on the part of the person who pulled that trigger. I don't. I don't know and I don't care what the the trials and travails of that person leading up to that shooting were. It takes some absolute... There was a guy that I used to listen to on the radio a lot, financial advisor type guy named Bruce Williams, famous talk show host many, many years ago. And he used to use this term industrial strength stupid. He didn't pull a lot of punches, Bruce didn't. And he used that term a lot. He said, you know, you know, Tiger, that is industrial strength, stupid. And there is no better term to describe what happened yesterday. First of all, because of the sequence of events that we now know. Because if you listened, if you were around yesterday afternoon and we're listening to Dana and Parks as they were going through trying to sort out as we were in just the final few minutes of our show yesterday, trying to figure out what happened And then going through that sequence of events, you heard Dana and Parks wondering aloud, is it normal? Is it the normal course of business that when you send a process server out to somebody's house, deputies go with them? And the answer to that is no. And it's also not what happened yesterday. But we didn't know that yet. We were going on information that was coming in fast and furious here to the radio station and to every other news agency in town. And what it seemed like is that process server went to the house with a couple deputies and then the shooting started. That's not the way it went. 
process server showed up, and we'll talk more about him, by the way, about Drexel Mack here in just a couple of minutes. Because every time I look at that picture of this great big bear of a man, I get even more upset about this because he's you and me. He's a guy who was going out to do his job. And that's it. That's all he wanted to do. Was do, And the courts told him, here's some paperwork, deliver it to this guy. That's what he was doing. And that got him shot and killed. And that's also insane and stupid. But the real stupidity in this, to me, is that, and by the way, going back to that sequence of events, he showed up there to do his job. The shots started, and he called 911 trying to get help. That's how the deputies ended up there, and then another barrage of bullets came out of that house. According to the authorities and according to the reporting, that's the way it happened. So, no, there, there was not a deputy on the scene when the shooting started. They were called in later, and again, tragically, that cost one of them their life. So you put yourself, if you can, inside that house. We're talking about a process that had been going on for five years. None of this was a mystery to the guy who lived in that house, to the suspect who is now in custody, even though in the hospital, but still in police custody. This is not a mystery. None of this stuff happens. He knew he wasn't paying on that house. He knew he didn't pay the roofer. He knew all of these things were eventually going to come to the point where something bad was going to happen. So, in effect, to my mind, he was lying in wait for as many as five years for what happened yesterday to go down. Just waiting for somebody to come up and tell him, you've got to get out. And when that happened, the I mean, when Drexel Max showed up to that house yesterday, as I said, he was only doing his job. He didn't make the decision to foreclose on that guy's house. He didn't make the decision for him to stop paying on it. He didn't make the decision for any of this. He was not responsible for evicting that guy from that house. He was doing his job and handing him the paperwork. That's it. And so somehow, in the mind of that moron, of that idiot inside that house, Drexel Mack ends up being the person who's going to bear the brunt of his rage over the fact that he got himself crossed up and didn't pay in his house? And what was the plan, by the way? What, what was the, 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 you know, when he gamed this, he had five years to know this day was coming. In that five years, what was the plan? oh, all I have to do is kill the people who show up to, to evict me from the house and then all my problems are solved? How dumb do you have to be for that in some way to make sense in your head? I'm hot about that. I, mean, I don't know. You can probably tell. And I spent yesterday being incredibly hot about what happened here because I have had it up to here with that kind of stupidity. Up to here. And, and, you know, in terms of direct connection, look, my, my heart breaks for everybody in the Independence Police Department. We did reach out to them this morning, by the way, just to give you a little inside baseball about all of this, because we wanted to give them the opportunity to, to come on 
and say their piece and, and bring us all up to speed with just what was happening inside the Independence Police Department after this. Although I think we can probably surmise that that involves a lot of tears and a lot of broken hearts. And they politely declined, which is totally fine. I, I mean, they're in the middle of all of this right now. And the likelihood is that at this point, there's no more information to share. So to their way of thinking, it's kind of pointless to come on and, and just say, we don't have anything to say. So that's fair game. But I just just to let you know, we did, in fact, invite them on to do just that. Um, to which, again, they, they have politely declined. And my heart breaks for every single one of them. It also breaks for the people in the courts who worked with Drexel Mack and had nothing but glowing words to say about him. And it just comes down to somebody who was so dumb that the only way that he could see fit to exercise whatever it was inside him, rage, embarrassment, uh, call it whatever you want, some kind of, of ridiculous tantrum, was to grab a gun and shoot a bunch of people who didn't ever do anything to wrong him. Nothing. And, and it's painful. And it's incendiary. And it's enraging to know that there are people who between their ears is such a giant vacuum that that action makes sense to them in the moment. I, I, as I said, how many more times? How many more times is this going to go on to where you and I have to just shrug our shoulders and stare down at our hands and go, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about the fact that you've got a guy in, in his upper 60s who's sitting there in his house just waiting for the people to come and kick him out because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. And look, I, I, I can almost hear it. I can almost hear people say, well, you don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like. You, you don't know what it's like to be in that situation. You don't know about that, that pain and embarrassment and, and anger and all of that and getting yourself into a situation that you can't handle. Oh, don't I? Oh, don't I really? Oh, yeah. Well, have you ever lost a house? Yep. Yeah, I have. In fact, it wasn't all that long ago. It was before I got here. But yes, I have. You ever been through a bankruptcy? Yeah, done that too. All of us go through times in our lives and sequences of events in our lives that we would rather not go through, that aren't fun, and, and that have a, a social stigma attached to them. The difference is most of us have the brains to figure it out. Most of us have the brains to be able to come back from it and realize I'm not in jail. I'm not in prison. There is nothing irreparable that has happened here. I can put things back together. And I've seen it happen. I've done it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm going to hand this over to you because if I don't, I'm going to pop off. And I'd rather not do that. So I'm going to let you do it. Grab a telephone line and see if you can make any sense of this. And you don't even have to. I mean, there is no sense to make of this. So let me take that back and say, if you've got something to say, the floor is yours. 
913-586-7798. We'll go to the phones just ahead. John Grayson here with you on another terrible, terrible morning following an awful afternoon on 98.1 KMBZ. 1023 the time. I've had my say. It's time for you to have yours. 913-586-7798. John Grayson here with you today. And we'll go right to it and bring in Jim in Kansas City. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind? Oh, I agree with everything you said. I'm, I'm just as bad as you are and just as bad as everybody else about this. But yeah. I'm also a 67-year-old man that does not sugarcoat anything. And I think the judges that are involved in all these situations with all these people that are killing people, and it's not self-defense, just because they got into an argument with somebody else and decided to pull a gun out, they need to send a message to start putting these people to death. I am a firm believer in capital punishment. These people that are killing, they seem to not be afraid of prison for some reason, but my big problem is they don't have a brain that thinks far enough down the road to realize there's going to be a consequence for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction for everything you do. They don't stop to think about it because they don't have a brain that's engaged. So if they start doing the capital punishment, now, this is the judge's call as soon as he's got all the facts and proof of everything that happened and who all was involved. If they start putting these people to death, this stuff would stop. I guarantee it. Well, I, I, Jim, I thank you for the call. I, I don't believe that because we've seen it. Um, you know, you go back to the days of the Old West. Uh, they were at no shortage for people to hang. And... I mean, I would love to say that you know, the, the more draconian the punishment, the more people will stop doing things, and it just doesn't, it doesn't balance out that way. Now, there was something that he said that I do agree with a lot, uh, which or, it was a terrible way to put that, but you know what I mean, uh, the, which is that we tend to focus on the wrong things. We tend to focus on incidents like happened yesterday or things like happened to the Chiefs parade. And the day after the Chiefs parade, there was an argument uh, in another part of town that escalated to the point where somebody shot somebody else and killed them. That happens, I don't know how many hundreds of times for every mass shooting that makes the national news. And it's not that I don't think those things bear some scrutiny as well. I think they do. And and it's no mystery why they make news. I mean, it's it's such a uh, an out-of-the-ordinary event that it gets all of our attention. We go, what? What? You mean I could, I could have something like that happen to me? It's a lot easier to personalize than getting into an argument with a guy that gets heated enough that that guy pulls out a gun and shoots you. But that happens so often. And... I actually had a conversation with Jamie about a week ago about doing a segment on exactly that. We haven't gotten there yet, but we will, because I think that's something that we don't pay anywhere near enough attention to. We go, oh, you know, a couple of guys I don't know got into an argument with each other and one shot the other one. Yeah, that happens. We have got to stop saying, yeah, that happens. As though we're okay with it. We'll go back to it, and Lane is up next with us uh, out of DeSoto. Hey, Lane. Hey, how you doing? Doing all right. What's on your mind? Jim stole a little bit of my argument, which is, and I agree with your industrial strength, stupid concept. That's a hundred percent real, but this wasn't like slamming the door on a salesman and getting rid of them that way. What is the shooter's next step? What is their exit strategy? They don't think beyond what is immediately in front of them. Yeah. And I guess they think if they shoot whoever's on their front porch, well, problem solved. I'm not going to get evicted and nothing else happens. 
Exactly. Yeah. It was like, what, what, what did you think when you shot a police officer that more police officers weren't going to show up? Yeah. The, the solution in my brain, however pea brain it is, is going to take care of all the problems that I have. It won't create any more and nobody else is coming to my house. Yeah. Right. And, and you, you stack up the balance sheet on that. So you start looking on one side and what do you have? You're going to lose the house. Then you look at the other side. You're still going to lose the house and you're going to go to prison, and you might be executed, or you might be killed by another prisoner, uh, and now you're never going to have any freedom for the rest of your life. That's not a tough balance sheet to work out. No, not for you and me, but uh, I I agree with you, and I don't know what the solution is, but your rage is my rage, so just trust me on that. You got it, brother. Thank you. Lane, appreciate the telephone call. We'll take a brief time out here. We've got traffic and weather coming up for you. We'll get back to your phone calls. If you've got something to say, bring it forward. 913-586-7798. John Grayson here with you on a Friday at 98.1 KMEZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 1032, now the time. John Grayson here with you. Just talking about what happened yesterday. The the shooting that took the life of a police officer and a process server and injured two more police officers. And now, I mean, we don't know very much in terms of updates on the newsy part of this, in terms of the identity of the suspect in this case, uh, or his condition, although they said he was taken to the hospital with minor injuries yesterday. He is in police custody. Or really that much more about what was um, what was behind the shooting, except for the, he was being evicted from the house and apparently owed a roofer somewhere in the neighborhood of $30,000, was about $30,000 behind on taxes, which, uh, I mean, the house is like a $400,000 house. It just sold again early in February. Um, But as far as any kind of background on the suspect, we just don't know yet. They haven't released that information. If that happens today, if there's any kind of news conference or anything like that, we'll keep an, an ear out and certainly carry that for you. But in the meantime, we're just talking about yet another senseless incident like this that has nothing but stupidity behind it all. And, you know, given the story that I told a little while ago about finding yourself in desperate financial straits. And I think we've all been there at one point or another, at least most of us have Uh, heard from many of you on the text line who have gone through terrible things happening financially and have been able to, again, plan and turn it around. As soon as we ended up in a situation that we knew was going to slide down that hill, we started making plans. What are we going to do? Talking to the attorney. What are we going to do? How are we going to work this? What makes the most sense? 
You can do that, or you can hole up in your house and wait with a gun until somebody tries to, to kick you out. And he, for whatever reason, whatever just blindly stupid reason, picked choice B. And it cost two lives yesterday. Dale in Blue Springs is up next with us. Hi, Dale. Yeah, hi. Hey, I want to mention two or three things here. Uh, first of all, I give my condolences to the Independence Police Department. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I know a number of those officers and... Uh, same with Blue Springs, Lee Summit, all our local police officers appreciate all they do to protect us and to enforce uh, the laws. And uh, I'm, I'm sad today. No doubt. I support them. Um, number two, this man's evil. He's wicked. Uh, there is wickedness. Let's just face it. There's hatred out there. There are people that steal from others and take advantage of people. And, and this man was just, he was probably full of hatred, and uh, he, uh, it was more than just stupid. You know, I agree. It was, it was a stupid act, but it was evil, and uh, this man has a very dark side to him. Number three, uh, I want to thank you, John. Fifteen minutes ago, you shared some of your uh, difficulties and your life experience, and uh, it's one thing to share those private things with friends, but, but you actually shared some of your, you know, disappointments on the radio. Sure. And uh, you're, you're not all about good things, you know, and your gifts and your successes, but to me, you're pretty transparent. And I just want to say thank you, John, for you being that way. Hey, Dale, thank you. Um, I, I, I Look, I've said this before. I live my life out loud. There's there's really no other way to do it. And yeah, I've, I've had, <laughs> you know, I've had plenty of good things happen. And I mean, I have the most wonderful wife in the history of ever. Um, and we live in a great place and we have wonderful dogs. And yeah, we have great kids. But that doesn't mean that it's all been a bed of roses along the way. But yeah, I mean, as far as. You know, again, a little bit of inside baseball. We're also looking into that angle on this story and are working to try to get some people on who who can talk about that. Because one of the things when I was going through, we'll get we'll get back to the phones. If you're on hold, this won't take long. Just bear with me for a second, because uh, I think this this bears saying out loud. And there's a reason why I tell those stories. There's a reason why I talk about what's happened to me over the course of my life, good and bad, is because I hope you can learn something from it. And if you ever need it, you can, you know, think back to some of the stuff that I've talked about. I mean, I didn't figure this all out on my own. First call I made was to my dad. What am I going to do? And he said, well, here's what I did, <laughs> you know, and it was the same kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all when, when I was going through the bankruptcy part of it, one of the things they made you do in Illinois was uh, go through, it's not really a class, it kind of is, but they take you through uh, all of these things that you have to learn. It really is a course in how to go through it. And one of the things that it deals with, even in the state paperwork on all of that, is recognizing that there is still a vast social stigma about bankruptcy, about foreclosure, about all of this stuff. And that, you know, it can cause embarrassment and, you know, public loss of face and all of this stuff. If I was concerned about public loss of face, I would find another job. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's a real thing. The fact is, though, you can get through it. 
there is life on the other side of that. All the horror stories you're told about, oh, you won't be able to do anything for seven years and you're not going to have a car. It's get bull. You know, yes, you can fix all of it. And, and for whatever reason, I mean, if by saying that I convince somebody that you can actually live through it and don't need to take drastic measures like we saw yesterday, one person, if I can convince one person of that, great, mission accomplished. We'll go back to it, and Barb and Grandview is up next. Hi, Barb. This whole thing just is, well, I'm like you. I'm so angry about this. Yeah. I live in a rural area, and I follow a Facebook page for that area. And at least every week, somebody has posted their grievance about something that happened, and a reply in that post is, well, you know what I'd do? I'd just get my gun. Really? Wow. I just don't understand this mindset. A gun doesn't solve problems. It creates more. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't understand that either. I mean, why? I, 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 I'm yeah. sorry, again, I'm kind of at a loss for words, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to have. I see, yeah. The other thing I see is that in this rural area, oh, we, we're a small town. We come together as a community. And then when something bad happens in the city, they're like, oh, those punks in the city. Yeah. But, you know, they have the same mindset. Right. They just have the same mindset. I'm going to get a gun and solve this problem. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. They, we are they, not which, the Wild West. Because it always works so well when somebody tries to solve a problem with a gun. Um, all right. Yeah. Barb, thank you. That's uh, Tough to hear, but, I mean, reality is reality. So we'll continue this. If you want to jump in with us, 913-586-7798, 913-586-7798. We will continue the conversation here in just a little bit if you've got more you want to add in. We are going to go off into some other areas of study, but, I mean, at this point, uh, all we can do is wait to hear more from the Independence Police Department uh, wait to hear more from, I guess it's Missouri Highway Patrol that, that has now taken over the investigation because that's in that standard operating procedure. I mean, when something happens, and we've seen this happen here in town with other departments and with independents, by the way, um, it wasn't all that long ago that they lost another officer in the line of duty. We all remember that. So uh, we'll, we'll watch and wait and listen and see what we can find out about Uh, the suspect, if more information is forthcoming about the charges that will inevitably be filed here. And it'll be interesting to find out uh, whether those charges include something along the lines of special circumstances murder, given two things. One, one of the dead is a police officer. And two, there were multiple deaths. And both of those things under... I'll have to check Missouri state law, but in many states uh, under state law, both of those things will add a level of aggravation onto the charges when they're eventually filed. So we'll keep an ear on all of that. If you've got more you want to say about this, by all means, jump in and do it to it. 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. We'll also keep you apprised as we are made aware of arrangements, if there are any, for a public visitation or funeral. It's very, very early in the process. My guess is that won't happen today. But there may very well be uh, public get-togethers, gatherings, vigils, that sort of thing. And if we hear more about that over the next little while, 
uh, we'll certainly pass that information on to you as well. And if you know and are hearing some things, then by all means, get in contact with us via the text line or uh, give Colin a buzz and let him know what's going on. And we'll see if we can verify the information and then pass it on to the audience. There's plenty more to come. If you want to jump in with us, we'd love to hear from you. We do have more to tell you about. We'll get to that just ahead as well. Uh, It's about 1042 now on a Friday morning as we still are in the early stages of the show on 98.1 KMBZ. 1047 now the time. John Grayson here with you. Jamie Monticelli out today. A couple of things. As we get into the end of the hour, we do have a couple of stories we're going to tell you about here in just a minute or two that are away from this. Also do want to let you know that at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock, so just 13 minutes away or so, Jackson County Prosecutor's Office is planning a press conference. We will carry that live as soon as they begin. Those things don't tend to start exactly on time, but who knows? So we're keeping an eye open, and when that press conference happens, we'll bring it to you live. Uh, The speculation is that, I mean, since it is the prosecutor's office, that they may Uh, have charges to announce here. They haven't said that for sure, but when the prosecutor's office holds a press conference, that's usually what it's all about. So we may get some more information on the suspect in this case just about 13 minutes away. Um, That said, some questions came in, and I want to address, I mean, there has been a very, very slow drip of information on this coming out since yesterday afternoon. But we got a text in just a little while ago that said, uh, you have questions Was the occupant in Independence as a squatter, or was he a non-paying resident at that address? That's something we don't know, um, because we don't know the identity of of the person there. Now, it would be easy to speculate that, yes, he was, in fact, the homeowner of record and was non-paying at that house, but we don't know that. So uh, that part, uh, how old is he? Uh, All we know is they've said late 60s. And the third question is, was he the only occupant or was it a family living there? That, again, we don't know. What we do know is that he was the only one there at the time. And I remember hearing yesterday that there was a nephew who showed up at the scene at some point. But I haven't seen that verified anywhere. Don't know uh, who, you know, don't know that identity either. But as far as we know... He was the only person there, and that we do know for sure, because he was, according to the reports, taken into custody shortly after the incident occurred, shortly after the shooting. But as you know, the the police were there up until about 7.30 last night, and the shooting took place uh, between like 1 and 1.30. And that's where, if you were listening in yesterday afternoon, we started to get, in the final stages of our show yesterday afternoon, we started to get texts from you seeing a massive police response headed somewhere and didn't know what was going on. We, we got word right before the top of the hour that it was a, a police officer involved shooting incident. And again, it was a shooting incident that wasn't started by police, but they responded to it. And the rest, as they say, is history. So um, they stayed out there until 730 last night in a tactical operation to try to figure out is there anybody else in that house? What's going on in that house? Uh, what else is inside there? And whatever they found, they have not yet released to us and may not. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of thing that may be used at trial. But you know, there, there could be some more information forthcoming about that as well. Uh, but as far as yeah, what the living situation was there, we know it was a three-bedroom house, a uh, fairly large three-bedroom house on a whole big, massive plot of land. 
um, as many of the houses in that area tend to be. And it doesn't look like it was that old. It looks like it probably went up within the last 15 years or so. But again, that, you know, that would be speculative. It's just based on what the house itself looks like. So what the living situation was, who else was living there at the time, that's information that just hasn't been released yet. So as soon as we know, we'll pass the information along to you. And anything else that comes up about this story, obviously, we'll be covering it. Every, every other news agency, our partners at KMBC Channel 9 will be on top of it. And as a matter of fact, we're kind of waiting on them to see what's going to happen uh, as far as coverage of this press conference is concerned. So as that information comes in, we'll be more than happy to let you know anything more that we know uh, about what's going on here as a result of that. Now, that said, we are going to move off into a couple of other quick things, some other bizarre little incidents that have gone on uh, in the country over the last 24 hours, and some information that came in away from this story. Um, one of the things that, that crossed the desk earlier today, and I was a little surprised to see this, although <laughs> being in this situation myself at one point, I guess it wasn't all that surprising, is that there was a study done about home sales and people that are looking to leave wherever it is they are. Now, I don't know. I mean, you know, on average, I don't know how many people, I think it's it's much higher than it used to be. The number of people who move from place to place to place, far flung from where they grew up. You know, it used to be if you went anywhere, you know, you, you were born in a place, you stayed in the place your entire life, you worked, and then maybe you retired down south or something like that. But aside from that, most people lived within, you know, 100 miles, maybe even less than that, 50 miles from where they were born. And that number is now dwindling. Yeah, I mean, most of us are of the opinion that, yeah, I mean, you've got to move around and, you know, and, and most of us want to do that. Fly away from the nest. Exactly. If you will. Right. And I mean, you've done that too. How far are you from where you were born, Colin? Uh, Hillsborough is about two and a half hours from here. So it's more than 100 miles. Yeah, but my family moved to Dallas. So my my family group is far pretty far away at this point, but my hometown nest if you will is is still decently close yeah okay now uh yeah i was born in western new york born in the buffalo area not right in the city never i never actually lived in the city of buffalo but <laughs> uh born in amherst new york and then lived in kenmore for a little while great town by the way kenmore is awesome and then from there i mean my parents when i was a kid got sick of shoveling <laughs> and said we're going to florida live there lived in tennessee for a bit uh then missouri illinois and then now kansas and so yeah that idea of going wherever i need to go no problem um but my wife her parents just sold the house that she grew up in last year I mean, they still live there, and they live there for you know fifty some odd years. So uh, you know, th there's still some of that. But they did this study. Uh, Newsweek did this, and they said, okay, we're going to look at listings for houses and see how many of those listings in each state are, you know, use the word motivated. Motivated seller, like we want out, we want to get rid of this place. Now that doesn't necessarily tell you that they're leaving the area. But it was interesting to note that of the states that were the highest on that list, where would you guess that would have the most people in their listings say, I am a motivated seller? They're trying to get out? Trying to get out. Florida. 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> number one. Yeah. Number one on the list. And number one on the list by a lot. 4,925 listings in the state of Florida were motivated sellers. The next one down, Texas. And it's 1,700. <laughs> now, populations are actually probably pretty similar. I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, I mean, we go down from almost 5,000 to 1,700. California is next on the list with 1,066. And New York is 424. So, I mean, now, those states are very, very populous states. I was going to say, so, yeah, much larger and that's going to skew things. Yeah, yes, yes. But, I mean, Florida does not have five times the population of California. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I, I don't know why exactly everybody's motivated to sell their house in Florida. But, I mean, if you're looking for any kind of a decent deal where there's good weather all the time. And, by the way, I use the term loosely. I hate the weather in Florida. It's, it's hot and humid and nasty. Uh, but if that's your thing, my dad loved it. What I mean, can I tell think you? about some of these stories that we talk about that come out yeah. of Florida as well. I mean, right. I wouldn't be surprised that people are moving out. If you don't mind living around people who do things like drive their truck through the front of the convenience store because they're not selling beer at that time, well, then Florida might exactly be for you. Um, but yeah, so Florida, Texas, New, uh, Florida, Texas, California, New York have the highest rates of motivated sellers <laughs> at this moment. And now the text line's coming in with people who are saying, I'm pretty motivated. You want to buy my place? No, I'm not in the market right now, but I appreciate the offer. Um, the other one to let you know about, and it, we just kind of gave the, the, the story away, is that that actually happened. There's a convenience store, and oddly enough, this didn't happen in Florida. This is, I believe this is a uh, Texas story. Yeah, Laredo, Texas. Guy walked into a convenience store, 1.30 in the morning. Uh, Abigail Velasquez Dominguez, age 33, became upset when he walked in at 1.30 in the morning. And lots of, lots of places have this. Depends on state laws and local laws where, uh, you know, they have to stop selling at midnight or whatever, at 1 a.m. And this is one of those places in Laredo, Texas. You can't walk into a convenience store at 2 a.m. and buy a beer. That's what this guy wanted to do. And was upset because the beer coolers were locked. So he did, you know, what anybody would do if you're totally bonkers or completely trashed, which is, first of all, punched the clerk because it's the clerk's fault. You know, the clerk makes state law. Everybody knows that. Punched the clerk, then went out into the parking lot, got into his Ford F-150 and drove it right into the convenience store right through the front door and crashed into the back wall, which, by the way, has a big sign on it that says, The Wall. So, uh, yeah, giant pickup truck right in the middle of a convenience store. And by the way, still didn't get any beer. That was my question. Didn't know (laughs) know if he accomplished what he was setting out to do. He and the other person in the truck got stuck in there. They couldn't get the doors (laughs) open. So when the cops arrived, they were still sitting there in the pickup truck Still no beer, and they're probably not going to have any for a good long while. More coming up after the top of the hour. Again, press conference coming up just in a little while from the Jackson County Prosecutors. Stick with us on 98.1 KMBZ. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.